Hello, 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 and welcome back to Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I would like to welcome you to episode number 32, entitled A Sprinkle of Faith on Psalms 91. You may notice a slight mix-up in the episode numbers. I was looking on my podcasting platform and it had informed me that I had 31 episodes out there already. So this let me know that this is number 32. So forgive me for the episode mix-ups. Just look for the names if you're looking for a specific podcast. Today, I wanted to sprinkle in some faith because throughout my different podcasts, not only will I discuss and talk about everyday topics, but I'm going to sprinkle in some faith because we need something to lift us up. We need something to live by. We need something to encourage us along this journey in life because life will not always be easy. It will have its ups and it will have its downs and you need something that you can hold on to that will get you from point A to point B and even carry with you throughout the rest of your life. Well, I guarantee that Psalms 91 is a scripture that you want to read excuse me, and hold on to. Psalms 91 is often seen as a source of comfort and reassurance for us who believe in God's protection and care in times of trouble or danger. It emphasizes trust in God and belief that those who seek refuge in him will find safety and deliverance. Psalm 91 reads like this. I want you to listen to the words and think about what these scriptures are really saying. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 on your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, 
says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. My God, my God. Psalms 91 just makes me feel the presence and the protection and the shelter of God over my life from anything. It automatically makes me go back to COVID when he talks about the pestilence, how it would manifest, but it wouldn't come near you. That we would be able to see it, but it wouldn't attack our dwelling place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Psalms 91 is something that, oh, you just need to hold in your in your spirit. Hide those scriptures in your heart. If you can't remember all of the 16 verses, grab a hold of a few of them that just stand out to you and just be like, mm, I'm going to keep this near and dear to me. Let's talk about what these scriptures mean. Let's break them down. Number one, safety and protection. The psalm begins with a declaration of trust in God's protection. It describes God as a refuge and a fortress, highlighting the idea that those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High will be safe from various dangers. First of all, you have to know what a refuge is. A refuge is a place that you can run to for safety. A fortress is what they used to build back in the day around the castles, around towns to keep the enemy out. They were built with high walls and they were also guarded by the guards to keep the king, the town, the people protected. That is what God is to us. He is a fortress. He is a shelter that we can dwell in. He is the one who covers us and keeps us. Number two, he is a shield and a buckler. The psalm uses imagery of a shield and a buckler to emphasize God's protective qualities. A shield and a buckler are pieces of armor used to defend in ancient times. And the psalmist uses these symbols to convey God's role in guarding against harm. A shield is what uh, um, a warrior would use back in today in the day to protect himself from the fiery darts of his enemies. You see, back in the day when they shot the arrows, the arrows had a liquid on them that and then they set them on fire and they shot them at their enemies to set them on fire, to burn them, to try to defeat them. But the other side would have on shields that were protected with a leather-like material that was watered down before they put them on so that when the arrows, the fiery arrows would come against them, they would extinguish and they would go out and they would be able to protect themselves. God is our shield and our buckler. Ooh, God is good. Number three, deliverance from peril. Throughout the psalm, there are references to dangers such as deadly diseases, traps, 
in terror by night. The psalmist expresses that God will deliver them from the threats and keep them safe. And as I said earlier, it made me think about all the different diseases that have come about. Bird flu, COVID, uh, Ebola, all these different diseases that come up against us. Pestilences that have taken so many different lives. God said that he would protect us from that, that we would see it, but it wouldn't come near us. Threats. Wars and rumors of wars. When we think back to 9-11 and we think back to other places where we see them attacked and threats come against them. But God watches out over us and he takes care of us so that it doesn't come near us or our families. Number four, angelic protection. In verses 11 and 12, the psalm mentions that God will command his angels to watch over and protect those who trust him. This passage passage is often interpreted as a promise of angelic intervention in times of need. The Bible says that sometimes we entertain angels unaware. We can be out somewhere and somebody will come by and help us just in the nick of time. Something will happen and you might see a person and the next thing you know, they disappear. One time I was um, waiting to catch the train and I had went to the train station. I walked up and I saw this guy and he was over there and I didn't know whether to be afraid or to take my time going to the platform or to just step back. But when I got over there and I started talking to him, I had my rolling tote bag with my laptop in it and other stuff. And he said, hey, well, what kind of work do you do? And I told him what I did. And but I told him, I said, that was not my real passion. My real passion was coaching and mentoring and, you know, speaking to women to encourage them. And he said to me, I I said, "I, I really want to be a life coach. And he said, oh, he said, my mother and my sister need that. He said, you're not a life coach, L-I-F-E. He said, you are a light coach, L-I-G-H-T. You are someone who turns the light on in others when they cannot see what they need to see. So we had this really good conversation and he ended up telling me, you know, some more about himself. And we got on the train and I thought he might come in the same direction that I was sitting. So we would continue the conversation, but he went about his way. Well, I never saw this gentleman ever again. And it hit me one day. I said, this man was an angel. He came by to drop some nuggets to me, to tell me the words that God had spoken into me to re to re um, evaluate these different things, to reevaluate these different things and to, to tell me what needed to be told during this specific time. He wanted me to know that God had a word for me. He had a plan for me. He had a message for me during this specific time. I think he was an angel. Number five, confidence and trust. The psalmist repeatedly emphasizes trust and faith in God. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High and make the Lord their refuge are described as having a close, secure relationship with God. 
our relationship with God is personal. Our relationship with God is something that only you and God can understand. When I think about my relationship with God, it is funny. It is deep. It is caring. It is loving. It is like a father-daughter relationship. He knows me and I know him. We have jokes with each other. We laugh with each other. I trust in him. I'm secure in him. He is who I run to for shelter, for peace, for safety. Number six, longevity and salvation. Towards the end of the psalm, there is a promise of long life and salvation for those who love and know God. It speaks of God's faithfulness in answering prayers and being with believers in the time of trouble. You have to surround yourself with people who can lift you up, who believe similarly to what you believe. Because in your time of trouble, they're going to be the ones that pray for you. Those are going to be the ones that help you to get through. Those are the ones that are going to push you towards the Lord. Number seven, and our final one for this this, uh, scripture, final assurance. The psalm concludes with God himself speaking in verses 14 to 16, reaffirming his commitment to protecting and delivering those who trust in him. It closes with a promise of honor, satisfaction, salvation for the faithful. Let's go back and read 14 to 16. These are God's words speaking. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges me. He will call on me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. God acknowledges that the re- the writer loves him. God says, because he loves me, I'm going to rescue him. I'm going to protect him because he acknowledges my name. God says, when he calls on me, I'm going to answer him. Ladies, when we go to God and we call on him, he answers us. Look for the answer. God will deliver us. He'll bring us out of trouble. He says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. With long life. God is good. Our salvation is found in him. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He came so that we could have eternal life. God is good. Psalms 91 is often recited or prayed by individuals seeking comfort, reassurance, or protection in the times of difficulty or in danger. It is a powerful expression of faith in God's care and his guardianship over us, offering solace to those who believe in his providence. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever think and ask. God is all that we need. He is everything to us. He is alpha and omega. He is beginning and the end. He's the bright and the morning star. 
He's Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Nisi, the one who goes before us, our banner. He is Jehovah Makedesh, our righteousness. He is El Shaddai, God Almighty. He is the great I am. He is El Roe, the God that sees us. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. He's Jehovah Shama. He is Jehovah Shalom, the one who gives us peace. Peace like a river. When you get scared, when you need something to calm your spirit, go to the scriptures. Find something that you can rest in. Find something that you can hold on to. Find something that you can remember and recite back. Hide the word of God in your heart so that you don't sin against him. I heard my pastor say this morning, hide the word of God in your heart so that you don't sin against him. And I was thinking that he was talking about our actions. And he was in a sense, but he said what what it was saying also is that fearing is against what God believes. He doesn't want us to be fearful. He doesn't want us to be afraid. We sin when we don't believe. So trust the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him so he can direct your path. And remember, God is able. He is near the brokenhearted. You can trust him with everything. He already knows your secrets anyway. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere, all at the same time. He's in front of you and in back of you at the same time. So from side to side, as you twirl, he is there. If you go to heaven, he is there. If you go down to hell, he is there. There's nowhere that you can escape him. And I want you to know that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We are all sinners saved by grace. God knows what we are going to do even if we do it over and over and over and over again. He wants us to get the lesson and he wants us to get it right. But if we don't, he still loves us. He still loves us. God still loves us even when we are sinning. He wants us to acknowledge it and move in a different direction. But sometimes we are just not ready to move. And the lesson will be taught over and over and over again until we get it. But I want you to know, God doesn't stop loving you because you sin. God doesn't stop loving you because you make a mistake. God doesn't stop loving you because you do something wrong. You can make it right by apologizing. You can make it right by repentance. Just do something. Heavenly Father, we come before you today giving you praise honor and glory. Lord, knowing that you are the King of Kings, Father, and the Lord of Lords, we give your name all the praise, the honor and glory that's due your name. You're worthy, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Thank you for watching over us, taking care of us, and keeping us, God. Thank you for being the comforter of our soul, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for allowing the anointing to fall fresh on us, God. Thank you, Lord, for food and provision, God. Thank you for the ability to walk out our doors and to be safe, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to meet 
with others, Lord, in the church, Lord, so that we can encourage and lift each other up. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to get back home and our homes are still intact. Thank you, Lord, for our husbands and our wives and our families and our friends, oh God. Thank you for our jobs and provision, oh God. Thank you for health and strength. Thank you, God, for using us for the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father. Father, we ask that you would forgive us of any sins that we committed, Lord, by thought, by word, or by deed. We come before you today, God, having studied and listened to Psalms 91, God. You are our refuge. You're a strong tower, Father, that we can run in and be saved. Lord, you are a fortress before us. God, you keep us safe by the of the terror by night. Lord, you said in your word that People would fall on this side or that side, but none of it would come near us. You said, Father God, that there would be pestilences and diseases, Lord, but we would see it, Lord, but none of it would come to us, oh God. You would protect us, God, that you would heal us, oh God. Your word says in Matthew that there would be wars and rumors of wars, Lord, that we would see earthquakes in various places, oh God. You said that this was just the beginning, oh God. Father God, we trust in you. We believe in you, O God. We come to you, Lord, with our troubles, Father. We cast our cares on you today. We ask God that you would protect us, that you would guide us, that you would lead us, that you would send your sweet Holy Spirit to rest over us and upon us to blow a fresh rhema word to us, God. Let the breath of the Holy Spirit breathe on us. Let us have a blessing in it, Lord. Let us become an open vessel to you, Father, to hear your voice, to hear your word, God. I ask God that you would go before us and make those crooked places straight. Guide us and lead us, Father, into the truth. We ask God that you would fulfill those empty places, fill those cracks, Lord. Heal those traumas, heal those those triggering moments, God. Heal those of us, Lord, who have been molested. Heal, Lord, those who have been through bad relationships. We ask God that you would allow the mercy and the grace to comfort us, Lord. Help us to understand that morning by morning, new mercies we see. Let us trust in you and believe in you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I wanna thank you all for joining me today on Quizzical by Nature. A soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls. And I hope that something that I said has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you to dream. I want to thank you for listening today. I did have a a brief interruption with my cell phone close by, but I asked for your forgiveness. Charge it to my head and not my heart. I pray that these words have did something to your life, that they have impacted you, that they have moved you, that they have caused you to see life in a different manner. Until we meet again, be blessed.